If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Hey, thanks again for taking the time to listen to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope everything is going well in your world. Pretty wild here in the healthcare and insurance world. Isn't it Alan Hager who's joining us today? How you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. Great to have you back again. We've Thank got you. a fantastic hour of content lined up for you, the listener, to help you understand all of the changes coming in healthcare and insurance. And it has been uh, an interesting several months, to say the least. And the top story this week that caught my attention was the governor of the state of Minnesota, former U.S. Senator... Mark Dayton, who was a senator while I was out there, now the governor of the great state of Minnesota, which is an awesome state, by the way, Alan. Have you ever met anybody that's from there? They love their state. I think they have, if like nationalism, a state, the state version of nationalism, I think Minnesota would certainly be up there. But they've been getting hammered in their pocketbooks by uh, the uh, rate increases from the insurance companies in an effort to save their unstable marketplace. They uh, allowed them to raise insurance premiums nearly 67% in some cases, Alan. Huge problem for a lot of folks out there. And now Governor Dayton joining President Clinton uh, in talking about how the uh, uncertainty and uh, financial um, longevity of this program are uh, in jeopardy. Right. And uh, when you look at uh, what Governor Dayton said— you know, he's saying that, uh, you know, the Affordable Care Act has many good features. It's achieved great success, in his opinion, in terms of insuring people. But it's got some serious blemishes right now. And, for example, one of those is uh, premiums for 250,000 Minnesotans, or 5% of the population that's insured under MNsure, which is their exchange plan, uh, will skyrocket by 50% or more in the coming year. That's crazy. And this isn't a new phenomenon, but this really has a major impact on families who are probably paying around $1,000 a month to insure all of those those kids and everything. Right. 50% increase is a $500 per month increase. That's really hammering people. That's $6,000 increase for the year. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> that's substantial. So you've got to find another job just to afford the increase. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is what um, is potentially drawing more people back into um, employment and looking for insurance through their employer, something that um, we maybe did not expect right away, but it is happening. Well, yeah, and then you've got you know, the IRS saying that they're going to target uh, individuals now who may not have had insurance and paid the fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're going to audit those individuals. 
That was a story in Forbes that came out this week that I saw. Oh, really? That the IRS is going to target citizens who aren't buying the insurance. Wow. Well, that's interesting because uh, that would require them, if they do get audited, to show their 1095C form, which is uh, something that has uh, challenged a lot of businesses out there. The The second season of reporting is coming up. There's a systematic failure from several people out there that tried to do it. Uh, really important uh, service that's provided by Edie Bellis. Yeah. I, I must say I didn't realize the conversation was going to go that way, but i got to throw that in there. Well, I'm sorry. I, have, I saw that, and I said it Thanks to you. Thanks for the fastball but, down the middle, you know. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's important to think about because, I mean, seriously, if you do not get insurance, you're going to be facing an audit. Mm-hmm. And the way the IRS works is it's up to you the individual or the individual business to prove that you're innocent, you know, not, you know, they, they, they always presume you're guilty, not innocent. Mm-hmm. It's the exact opposite of the American system. And so uh, it's really difficult to deal with the IRS when they're asking you for an audit. So yeah, jump on the bandwagon and join Edie Bellis and ask for assistance when you get the chance to, uh, do it's that coming up soon. It's coming up real fast. Yeah, for sure. But um, this this quote I wanted to throw out there from Dayton. Ultimately, quote. Ultimately, I'm not trying to pass the buck here, but the reality is, the Affordable Care Act is no longer affordable, according to Governor Dayton. And then, so that he's saying what we said that it's the unaffordable Care Act. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been unaffordable since day one. Yeah, and we're not going to get into you know all of this. We're going to spend some time later in the show talking about. Some of the other things happening in healthcare, but when we come back uh, in the in the next segment, I'm going to uh, we're going to play a couple of clips from both of the um, candidates because uh, we had a debate last week. Uh, I, I don't did you suffer through it? It was pretty painful at times. Oh, the first thirty minutes was probably the most painful part of the debate I've ever seen. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. But the guy in, in the green in the red sweater, he he's going to be the Halloween costume of the year. Yeah, Ken Bone. Is that his name? You already yeah. know his name, Ken Bone. Ken Bone. Was he on Saturday Night Live? Uh, yeah, he was on Saturday Night Live. They've already got his uh, outfit, the cardigan sweater, the glasses, the mustache, available for sale as a Halloween costume. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, yeah, if you want to dress up as Ken Bone, K- K Bone uh, you can get the outfit right there for it. Can't believe it. That was the moment <laughs> that was made from the debate, but it was... It was uh, quite out of control, and I must um, say the opposite happened up at the Omaha Press Club yesterday. I was up there for the second congressional candidates debate. Right. And the moderator, Gary Kerr, who is an anchor and member of the club, former president, a former face, um, just did an, a fantastic job of, of moderating a debate. And I haven't seen a moderator like that in years yeah, that I uh, know. can actually have – control of of these candidates and you can't get we i just learned so much uh from that debate just because of how solid the moderator was well and the moderator i think makes the debate Mm -hmm. it's very important to have a skilled and highly intellectual moderator try and keep these candidates under control and give them the ability to answer the right questions which i hate to say but i think that second debate you had two really lousy moderators as well as 
the vice presidential debate and the first debate, I think the moderators are horrible. Well, I think you go all the way back to the primaries. The moderators haven't had control. They lose control within about five minutes, and then it's yeah. just a free-for-all. I mean, honestly, I think the best debate from a moderator perspective was probably the January 28th debate that Trump wasn't in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the one that he missed in Des Moines uh, because there were some serious policy questions answered there, and it wasn't the free-for-all crazy show that seems to follow wherever the Republican nominee goes. But um, we're going to, uh, the reason we're talking about this is they, they did for the first time in an awful long time, almost eight years, actually really had a conversation and question about uh, health care. And right. so we're going to play both of their responses later in the show and break those down for you as well as uh, some other stories. Uh, what's on your radar before we take our first time out here, Alan? Well, I think that uh, one of the things I saw this week was uh, the ACOs face major IT challenges uh, to improve uh, cost and care. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a study that the Commonwealth Fund, which is a highly respected organization, just released. And then uh, the last one was... Uh, the ONC is saying that uh, we're going to take more control over the uh, healthcare IT records. So uh, your uh, patient care records are likely to fall more under another government bureaucracy, and less, you'll may you may have less control over those. What does that actually mean? <clears throat> what? Th that it's um, like why why would that be a problem for for somebody? Well. Uh, it's just another, you know, not necessarily your doctor or someone who, uh, it's another government regulator having eyes into your personal privacy mm. and your personal records. You know, when we start talking about that, think about healthcare and the, the hacks that can take place. It's one thing that we're seeing right now. A lot of healthcare companies are having to up the ante on uh, infrastructure to take care of personal records and that because the fines for those organizations are very large if they uh, get hacked. And it's, and it's happened. Yes, immensely. Uh, there's been lots of cases. And if you want to go to the HHS website and find out who's been hacked and medical records been lost, it's out there for public consumption to find out who the worst violators are because you get fined and you're supposed to be put on the site for more mm -hmm. than 500 records lost. Really? Yeah. And those records, how much were they worth? Like hundreds of dollars. Hundreds of dollars. And in fact, from a hack perspective, on the black market, because it's static information, you can sell that on the black market for upwards of 20 or $30 a file. Where a credit card, you know, sell on pennies on the dollar, because that credit card once it gets hacked, you know, it goes down. bad. Mm -hmm. It can get shut down. Where I have all of your information and that never changes. Mm -hmm. So that file is worth more. Wow, pretty sinister stuff. Yeah, there's that a it, lot going on. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we're gonna. I want to talk a little bit more about IT later in the show because. We, we haven't uh, visited about it a little bit, but it's really important, especially given that on 60 Minutes last week, we had Charlie Rose interviewing um, an artificial intelligence ra uh, robot, basically. I don't right. know if you guys saw that. 
So we'll talk about that. We're going to talk also about uh, more on these mergers. We're going to update you on the latest with those things. And then we're going to play these clips like we talked about from the debate and, and break down. Are these plans that they're talking about even feasible? I don't know. I don't think that they are. But uh, we will debate them when we come back. By the way, um, check out uh, my latest uh, post on Twitter. It's got um, something that you're... Uh, you really need to know. It was our conversation last week uh, on chips for choosing a primary care physician. Fantastic segment. And um, we've been getting a lot of listens on it. And um, it's a really th- something that uh, is an example of all the good information you can find on our Twitter at Sean M. McGuire or at America's Canary. With Alan Hager, I am Sean McGuire. We will be right back after this. What they selling? 